Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Well, hey girls, we are on season four of our Waves Ministry podcast, and I am so excited to have a sweet friend um, that I've had the joy of watching kind of grow up in a way um, on our podcast. Her name's Laura Kate Pace. Hey, Laura Kate. Hey. Um, Guys, you guys got to hear from her dad last week, Keith Pace, and he's a friend of Waves and has been for a long time um, and just a father to many. But Laura Kate is in a lot of ways, like, I I just feel like I know so much about her just by proxy with her dad, but then we've gotten to have lunch and hang out and different things too. And so, um, but Laura Kate is a college student, a freshman college student at Florida State University in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, She is a pre-nursing student. She'll be looking to get into a nursing program next spring. Um, She is like many of you. She has grown up attending waves over the years, but now she is making waves for Christ in her own community. And it's so cool to see how she's done that in high school and now in college. She's serving um, an experienced church in Tallahassee with um, a good friend of both of ours, Jordan Tardo is the pastor, him and his wife. Um, And they launched that church. How many years ago was that, Laura Kate? Uh, We just had our two year anniversary. That's so cool. So, and I know it's just booming. So guys, if you're in the Tallahassee area, you should go check out Experience Church. But Laura Kate is on the worship team and she's a greeter. She's fully involved there. But I have to say, Laura Kate, um, I, I know that I've seen you as a leader over the last few years, but I've watched how, um, even in your writing, she's guys, she's got an amazing blog that she started. Um, I've just seen how God moved and I was like, I've got to get her on the podcast. So (laughs) Girls, we are so excited to have her. Laura Kate, tell us a little bit about you. I know I didn't mention everything, but tell us some things about you. Well, um, I love working out and staying active as well. Um, And it's just a lot of fun to hang out with my friends and go on hikes. We've actually gotten into playing pickleball randomly. No way. (laughs) I know. (laughs) There's a park in Tallahassee, and we go there on Saturdays, and it's been so much fun. That's fun. Um, Ice cream is probably my favorite food in the entire world, and <laughs> cool. I'm always down to go watch a good sunset, and yeah, music is a huge part of my life, as you mentioned. Um, I love worship. I love just all music in general, so it's definitely something that I love to do in my free time, for sure. She, um, guys, she's an anointed worship leader. Um, she was a part of a movement that was started in Niceville, Florida called House Church. And um, there's still a local Bible study called Firestarters um, that her dad and her sister lead. But, um, but she was a part of that team and leading worship. And just, she sounds like an angel, y'all. Like, I can't, <laughs> she really does. So, um, you. you know, I just, I love it. Um, for those of us that are, uh, like musically and like not inclined, like I super look up to that. (laughs) I'm like, what a cool gift. Um, so I I just got to ask you, Laura Kate, um, you know, whenever it comes to meeting new people, like 
we all have our like little go-to conversation starters. I'm just curious, like what's yours? Whenever you're standing in line for the bathroom at a random location, like what is your go-to conversation starter with people? So normally when I meet new people, it varies because just generally, I normally talk about just your go-to coffee order because I am absolutely obsessed with coffee. Like I love all things coffee and I feel like it's become increasingly popular with a lot of people. But in college, what I found is everyone always opens up conversation with what's your year and what's your major. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. What, so you saying that about coffee, you know, I love coffee. What is your favorite coffee order? Oh gosh. Well, I'm always down for a good latte, but recently I have been into Americanos. Very nice. And just adding like a little bit of cream and whatever flavor I'm feeling. But honestly, it's been a bit warmer recently and I'm loving the new weather. So, um, I love cold brew as well or any like, okay. <laughs> like all of the things. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the hazel. I like to add hazelnut flavoring. Just <gasps> hazelnut so, like, it's just sweet. so, um, okay. So what is a, I mean, like we have had so many brave conversations over the last like year, year and a half. I'm um, just as a world, um, as a body of Christ, like what is a brave conversation that you've been having over the last year? Yeah. So this is a topic that has been coming up a lot just this past year with me being in college and just like transitioning out of our period of shutdown with quarantine and everything. Um, Just being intentional to surround yourself with the right community and truly being vulnerable with them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when the world shut down in March of last year, Mm -hmm. everything just came to a standstill. And I feel like a lot of us kind of came to the realization of how important it is to have people in our life that we can lean on and people that um, we can go to for support and encouragement and to kind of walk through life with. And um, kind of the conversations that I've been having with people around me in this season is just, we don't necessarily need community because truly Jesus should be enough for us. But God loves us so much and he knows that we love to have people to walk through life with. And so he gives us people as gifts because he knows that we can't do this on our own. And so it's really just been on my heart recently to be a good steward of the gifts that God has given us. Um, Whether it's our time, our relationships, our gifts, our talents. Um, So I've just really been trying to be intentional with those things in this season because um, we'll never fully grow with the people that God has placed in our life unless we're actually real with them and they can see the real us and the right people are going to stay and they're never going to be scared by your messiness because Ooh, kingdom friendships are fully built on, Hey, I see you and your messiness, but I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to help encourage you. I'm going to help pray for you. I'm going to help, walk you through this because I have messiness of my own. Like I have brokenness of my own and, you know, just taking that posture of humility is super, super beneficial for growing together as a body of Christ. That's awesome. That man, I feel like girls, if you don't have a pen and paper, like you probably should have been taking notes and like rewind it 
and re-listen. Like that was so good. Cause it, it's true. Like those kingdom relationships, like they're okay with your messiness. Like they lean into mm-hmm. it. They don't run away from it. That's so, so good. Absolutely. So I know you mentioned like the, the shutdown being kind of a catapult for this, but like, was there a breaking point, mo- point moment or an aha moment that led you to ha- be brave enough to like start having this conversation? <laughs> what was it? Yeah. So actually it was, so for me, it was honestly not until January of this year, like 2021. Um, I had just gotten back to Tallahassee just for second semester, um, coming off of like our big holiday break. And I just was really feeling off and I wasn't sure what it was, but I really did not feel like as in touch with the relationships that I made last semester. And I didn't really feel as in touch with myself this semester. And I was like, okay, something isn't right. But um, naturally I called my mom and I was kind of like, hey, I just don't really know what's going on. Like, I just don't really feel connected to people. I don't really feel myself. And so the more I was talking to her, basically I realized that this disconnection that I was feeling with myself and with other people stemmed from the lies that I was believing about my identity. Wow. And basically, I didn't believe that I was worthy of love simply for being Laura Kate Pace. Wow. Like, I was under a mindset that I had to strive for the relationships in my life and that um, I felt the need to perform and work for other people's love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And this just could not be further from the truth because the thing is, Jesus makes us worthy. And like we talked about earlier, kingdom friendships are going to value you for simply being you, not for what you can do for them. And um, I think that the root of this lie personally dates back all the way to like middle school and high school, because kind of part of my testimony, I experienced Mm -hmm. a lot of relational hurt um, just growing up. Um, The people I let closest to me just kept leaving, and I thought that it was a problem with me. Um, So I just felt like I had to conform to this version of myself of what other people wanted. Um, However, God is so faithful and he's kind of redeemed the concept of friendship for me in this season of life because that's so good. Yeah, definitely. The things that I've prayed for for years, like he's given me so many people in my corner who I can trust and they don't let me stay in the place that I am, which is also super important. Yeah. but they'll love me and encourage me and continue to like help me come up higher as a person. And I think that I just had so many walls up from the hurt that I experienced in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's so counterintuitive because we think we're protecting ourselves, but it really makes us feel so isolated and alone, which is right. right when the enemy wants us. And, um, you know, it's important to point out that we can't be vulnerable with everyone. So we have to ask God to give us wisdom and discernment mm-hmm. to highlight the people in our life that we can be vulnerable with. It's good. Um, because godly counsel is so important and we don't need to be listening to voices from all over. Cause that causes so much confusion. Yeah. But yeah, that's so good. That is so, so good. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think, so many times like we get in these situations and we're having this like breaking point moment and we haven't stopped to go like, where's the root of this? Like, Absolutely. we just try to like, okay, I got to find friends. And I got to find them immediately. 
but it's like, once you find them, you still feel that emptiness or whatever it is, or those walls up. And it's like, until you go and deal with it, like it's not going to have true freedom. Um, you know, anybody can have like a conversation, um, about like friendship or about like vulnerability, but what makes it different whenever it's a brave conversation? So I think it's what we've been talking about, just being vulnerable. Um, like I myself struggle with vulnerability and I have learned that everyone thinks that you have it all together and you're so like unapproachable if you're not vulnerable with people. But the thing is when you're vulnerable, it allows you to be fully seen, fully known and fully loved That's by good. the people in your life and by God too. I mean, being vulnerable with God is so important. Just laying all your feelings, all your thoughts bare before him because I mean, he already knows them anyways. Right. Um, and I think that the thing that makes a brave conversation different from a normal conversation is just that they're built upon and the, they're referenced frequently. Like they don't have a definitive end. Right. That's, that's good. Like, it's not like something that it's like, okay, we talked about that. The end, like it's a right. process. Like you, can, you know, you're comfortable enough to continue the process. That's good. Yeah. And I feel like we need to be prepared for our perspective to shift after a brave conversation happens because the purpose of brave conversations is for us to be changed. That's good. That's so, so good. Um, you know, and I think it's interesting because like whenever you're having a brave conversation, like everybody wants their voice to be heard. Like they want to know mm -hmm. that they were heard you know, and not just like physically right. heard, but like their heart was heard and things mm -hmm. like that. But, and, and I think too, like we all desire to be vocal and to like make waves for Christ, right? Like we desire for that. Um, but sometimes the way we go about doing it is just all wrong. And so, you know, where, like, where did you start the conversation? I know you talked to your mom, but like, how did you mm -hmm. prep for that? Like, how did you get the ball rolling outside of just your family? Mm-hmm. So um, I actually called my mom and I was just kind of out and about that day, but my mom really encouraged me to talk to my best friend who also happens to be my roommate. Um, thank you, Jesus, for that relationship yeah. in my life. But um, I started the conversation with her. Honestly, I came home from my small group that night and was like, Hey, let's talk. Um, and I kind of laid everything out to her and I started the conversation with someone in my life who knows me, knows my heart and is very close to me. And I think that made all the difference because yeah. that kind of gives you the encouragement and the boost to keep the conversation going with other people. Yeah. And I think that I had to prep for the conversation um, just with a posture of humility mm. because that's the foundation of vulnerability, honestly. And just taking ownership for like not reciprocating um, vulnerability that my friend had poured out into our relationship and just kind of apologizing for that and being real with her. And um, yeah, I think that just spending time in prayer also helped me prep for it mm -hmm. and just seeking the Lord's heart in it and seeking counsel with other people in my life who I view as leaders and are trusted people. Um, just like we talked about earlier, getting godly counsel, but mm -hmm. I definitely think that it's important to start brave conversations with people who know your heart. Right. 
That's so good. Well, and then it's like once you, um, cause I think, you know, the enemy wants us isolated and he, he wants to tell us the lie that, you know, that as soon as you open up, they're going to run away. But it's like, whenever you open up to someone, you know, you love and trust and that they, they care about you, like the light is shed on it and you have this freedom and it's like, Oh, that wasn't so bad. Maybe yeah, I can share that. True. And you can kind of widen that circle and, and it's like, it gives you that confidence going forward. Then if somebody does act that way, you're like, oh, that's silly. You know, <laughs> like, it shows you their character. That's so good. Um, you know, how did you, like, how have you decided to carry on the conversation though? Like, I know like the topic of community and vulnerability mm -hmm. is huge, but like, how have you started to live that out or walk that out? Like outside of just your close knit group? Right. So I think that just being real with people who I might not be as close to, not like telling all, but just people that are kind of in your life, but you maybe, you maybe are in class with them or you're in your small group or you're at church with them or you serve with them. I think that just kind of demonstrating this posture of approachability and humility towards everyone you come in contact with and just actually authentically loving people. I think that makes all the difference. And I think that it opens doors for other people to be real with you. Mm -hmm. And it might even open the doors for you to get closer with them or I don't know, you just never know, but basically yeah. just loving people where they're at and just in every sphere of your life. That's so cool. That's so good. You know, um, have you lost or gained any friendships over trying to be vulnerable or trying to be in community? How has that looked? So I think that in the past when I was vulnerable with people, a lot of them walked away. And so that was difficult for me because I was like, okay, I guess I got to put walls up now because yeah. um, my vulnerability kind of pushed people away from me. And that was kind of hard to stomach. And then I came to college and the Lord has been so faithful and he's just really proven himself to me that he fulfills every promise. And in this season, I've kind of gained friendships because I realized, oh, wow, there's so many people that brokenness and messiness doesn't scare them because okay. relationships are messy. Even the most solid relationships, the most solid yeah. marriages you see, the most solid friendships, nothing is going to be perfect because we're all imperfect people. Right. Um, but I think that it this season has opened up doors for me to grow in that area and just kind of realize okay, the pressure's off because we're all kind of in the same boat right here. Right. And we're all kind of here and just doing life together. So um, we can just keep each other accountable. I think that's huge. And that's it. I think being able to pray through like who's mature enough to handle it. Absolutely. You know, um, I was talking to a student just on Tuesday and I was talking with them and they were like, frustrated about, um, having shared some things with a friend and it not being taken care of or getting bad at advice. Like they felt like they were doing what the Lord had called them to do. And, and their friend, sure. you know, was discouraging it. And I said, you know, back a few years ago, the Lord spoke something so sweet and, and good to me. And he just said, don't listen to people who aren't listening to me, mm -hmm. you know? And it's so like, good. 
Like whenever you're being vulnerable, it's easy to be vulnerable with somebody that you know is listening to Jesus. Um, it's it's going to be a very destructive path if you're casting your heart um, and your vulnerability before someone that's not listening to Jesus. You know, <laughs> I'm like, it can be a really bad road. And so um, girls, I think that's huge. Um, you know, I think about like, why is it that we need to go on and have the conversations that are brave? Like, it's so easy just to kind of like skirt past it. Like, you know, and I mean, it would be so easy for you after you having had that, that experience where you were rejected for being Mm -hmm. vulnerable for you to just say, you know what, if I share this with my roommate, I'm going to be rejected all over again. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important to go on and just have the brave conversation? I think that brave conversations highlight the most important things in life and they get us past just the realm of small talk and just the surface level things. And it's because growth happens beneath the surface. I mean, you look at plants and Mm. the roots grow beneath the surface and you can't see the root system, but it's beneath the soil. And I kind of view that, um, as an analogy for our conversations that we can have in life, because um, we spend, if we spend so much time emphasizing and talking about things that don't matter in light of eternity, mm-hmm. uh, those are not the things that matter most. And they're not going to help us continue to grow as a believer. And they're not going to help us continue to just grow as a person and build upon things that we will be able to take into eternity. And these conversations can be messy at times and they can be painful at times because um, growth is painful and with stretching, it can be uncomfortable, but it produces flexibility. That's good. We can't continue on until we're flexible and we have those tough conversations that produce that. Well, girls, I don't know if your mind is blown yet, but I feel like I could just take notes constantly from Laura Kate and her father. Like, (laughs) I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, there's so much good stuff in here. Um, You're so right, Laura Kate. Thank you so much for just shedding light on this topic about vulnerability and community with us. Um, Girls, it is so important, so important to be vulnerable with the right people. Um, but to walk um, a transparent, vulnerable life, um, knowing that you're okay, with, as long as you're okay with the Lord. So um, thank you so much for sharing with us, Laura Kate. Um, where, okay, so I know that I want girls to follow you. So where can girls follow you? Where can they keep up with your story? Where can they keep up with you, your writing, all of that stuff? Yeah, so you can follow my Instagram. It's just laura.kate.p on Instagram and I have a blog. It's called endlesspursuits.org. And it's been a little hectic with life right now, but there's another blog post coming soon. I have several up there and that has been a huge growing point in my time. It was one of those things where God put it on my heart to start a blog um, a little while ago, but I kind of pushed it aside because I was like, oh, I'm not really qualified to write. I'm not really qualified to do this or that but that's such a lie and I feel like so many times we can put ourselves in a box um just because of the things that we think we can't do but I don't know the Lord has really blessed my obedience and I've learned so much through writing a blog 
that pray, listen, obey kind of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love that girls. You'll have to go read her blog. Um, she has one about waiting that is just amazing. All of her blogs are awesome, but Thank that one in particular. Um, well, Laura, Kate, it was so good to have you on here, girls. Um, I just want to remind you that, um, we have our monthly worship gatherings. Um, we have one at the end of March for middle school only, and it's in Destin. And then we have a high school only one in Niceville in April. And we have our girls conference coming up this November. And I got to tell y'all, it's going to be a little different this year, but it is one conference in two locations this November 5th and 6th. And so we have one location for middle school only and one location for high school and college only. So um, registrations will be opening for that pretty soon. So girls, I hope you have an amazing day and that you start making waves. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at wavesgirlsconference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.